Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think Pakistan did much better than I thought they'd do. Um, yep. For a team that had, were virtually in turmoil going into the Test Series with changes of coaches and chairman of selectors and all these sorts of things and taking on a fairly young team, they probably should have won in Melbourne and probably should have won in Sydney. So Without, um, without a doubt. They I think were they were superb. very competitive. Very, yep. very competitive. So we're going to ask our audience that, one 736 736 but we're also going to ask Doug Bollinger because I can hear him listening to us <laughs> having a chat as he's on his way to the uh, to uh, to Sydney. Uh, Doug, welcome. Hi, guys. How are you? We're going well. Firstly, Very well. we need a weather update. Uh, sprinkling on and off uh, up here now at the moment, so hopefully... Hopefully it kind of stays like that, goes away, so we can get 40 overs in. Yeah, so you're off to the Thunder and the Scorchers, which will be heard on the SEN yes. network from 7 o'clock. You're, you're leading the team there with Julian King. Are, are you worried or you think it'll be okay? Oh, mate, I'm hoping it'll be okay more because I reckon uh, both teams are definitely need to play or want to play for sure. I think we should be okay. Let's hope that we are okay, Doug. And before we get on to the Big Bash, I want to ask you about a few of the teams and who's the real deal. I want to talk about the Test Series, which we did just mention before and you were listening to. And I want to ask you that question that Whitey said on air. And to me, were you surprised with how good and competitive Pakistan were in the series? Yeah, especially the last, especially Boxing Day and the Sydney Test, you know, despite the last day of Josh Hazelwood bowling unbelievably, but... I think they just grew more and more in confidence, and I think they can. I don't know where they go next, but I reckon they they can take that to their next series and really build on that because if their batters get it right, their bowlers are doing well. So I reckon they can be a very strong team going forward. So it, it was it was it was good to see the finish of the, of the Test series. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think that when people saw that it was Pakistan and the West Indies in. In this Australian summer of cricket, they were worried about the Test Series, but I thought Pakistan were very gallant. Um, but one of the reasons why we did win the Test Series was the player of the series was Pat Cummins. I want to ask you, how good is he and where do you view him amongst Aussie quicks? Oh, mate, he, he's, just, he's just grown and leaps and bounds. And it's amazing how everyone was writing his captaincy off and he's got to get rid of it, blah, 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 before the World Cup in this series. Eh? It's amazing how a few wickets changes that, so... He's um, very smart, very cool, very calm customer, listens to everyone on the team, and, and it's good to see him doing well. Um, I must say, I never got to do it. I wish I did, but I never got to, to captain and bowl at the same time. So I reckon it'd be a bit of a tough job, you know, every now and then. So I think he was fantastic, and 
you know, I'll take away no one, you know, Nathan Lyon getting 500, Josh Hazelwood doing well, uh, Mitchell Stark bowled really well. So with the whole bowling attack stood up through the whole series. Do you think he's a better bowler now he's captain? It feels like he he knows when to bring himself on and, and feels this extra responsibility that when he does have the ball in his hand as captain, he, he's got to take a wicket and he, he seems to do it almost every time. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's hard, it's hard to answer that because I think he was going to be wonderful going forward anyway. But, yeah, I think he, you know, as we know, all the good players and all the good leaders put themselves in the hot spots or in the good positions and, and bowl and bat themselves at the right time. And, and he's doing that. He's trying to lead from the front. He is leading from the front. And he's got guys right behind him um, that want to do it as well. So, yeah, absolutely. I think he's right up there with guys that are bowling well, will bowl well, and, and will be... Uh, an amazing bowler going for the future. Doug, Andrew McDonald's sort of already forecast that there won't be any changes to the bowling group um, for the first test against the West Indies in Adelaide, which will mean four in a row for Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins off the back of what they did through the World Cup, the Ashes, India, etc. How is it that these bowlers can just get up every game these days as opposed to maybe four or five years ago? Have you noticed anything different? Mate, I just think they're they're real. They're all, you know what? They're like racehorses. Once they're up and going and up and fit and everything's working well, you just forget about what you're doing. You just got to keep them ticking over. And I think that's just how they are at the moment. They're bowling well. They've bowled long spells. They've bowled a lot in three over test matches. I, I, I just think you just keep them going. And if they're bowling this well and connecting this well, they've been doing that for a long time together. You can't stop them. Now, Doug, what is asked you about the bowlers and how well they have gone? I want to go to our batters and talk about David Warner and the farewell. And what did you make of everything, I guess, across the summer and the three tests and everything that's been made of his farewell? No, mate, I think everyone chimed in well. I think, I think Steve, you know, it's hard to say, but I think Steve Smith got, a, got unlucky with a few of those. How can I say those computer issues? Um, <laughs> but no, I think everyone chi- I, think, I think everyone chimed in pretty well. Um, you know, I think everyone was happy that Dave Warner finished on a really no- a really good note with the crowd and everyone getting around him. So yeah, I think everyone chimed in at you know that right time. I think they're just really wanting someone to get that you know eight nine hundred run uh, series, aren't they? And it- it'll come. But no, take nothing away. They won well. They won three. Three tests in a row. They won the series and, you know, they're, they're, they're not looking bad at all, mate. And now the question that everyone's talking about and it's been spoken about a lot, who opens in the first test match against the West Indies here in Adelaide to replace David Warner in your mind? Oh, mate, to, to be honest, like I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty old school, mate. I think whoever's, whoever's getting runs and whoever's highest run score in this situation, you pick them. Um, whoever deserves it the most, I think you pick them and... And I think that's how it should be, but I get the feeling they'll chuck Cameron Green in there just to just to see how he goes. But you never know. There's Caleb Jewell. You've got uh, Cameron Bancroft. Um, you've got um, young um, Harris. So I, it's hard to put your finger on, but it's hard to, as I said, it's hard to put your finger on because do you want to go for someone that's a little bit more experienced and a little bit older, or you just want to chuck a, a young kid in there just to? Ernie Stripes, it's, a, it's, a, it's probably not the worst series to do against um, the West Indies. I'll try and ask this question a little bit differently, Doug. You've got a brand new red kookaburra in your hands. 
Who don't yeah. you want to bowl to opening the batting for Australia? A Cameron Green or a, a Steve Smith who's put up his hand to open the batting or your more recognised openers, Bancroft, Harris, Renshaw? Who's who's the one you'd least prefer to have to bowl a new ball to? Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm guessing uh, probably, probably none of them because I'm too fat and unfit <laughs> now. But, um, uh, <laughs> uh, mate, to be honest, probably Smith because he just... He's just phenomenal. Uh, bangers can be a pain in the you-know-what to, to bowl against. But, I, you know what, if Stephen Smith chucked his, uh, his hand up to open the batting, and then that probably brings everyone up the order, and that probably gives Cameron Green a spot at number six. So I, I get where he's probably coming from there. So um, I probably wouldn't want to bowl to, to Stephen Smith, especially if he's on, because he'd be very hungry for runs at the moment. Um, but, mate, they're all international. They're all fine players, mate. You don't want to bowl to any because on a good day they can get thousands. So I'm going to say Stephen Smith because I'm thinking outside the square as normal. Um, <laughs> but I reckon if he's going to say he's going to open the batting, everyone's going to go down the order and Cameron Green will bat six and be the, ball, the extra bowler. Because I think it's an interesting thing that you, you – I guess that Steve Smith's done is that he's come out publicly and said, I want to do it. And, and I just wonder how much – confusion that's given the selectors or senior members of the team as to whether you take one of the best players of all time in that number four slot and say, no, we're going to change it. Um, But because he's so good, he could probably do it anywhere. But whether, whether it is a realistic thing that they're thinking about or whether they're saying, no, that's just Steve being Steve, he's going to stay at number four and we're not even thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's just, it's a, it's a good headache to have because yeah. you've got Steve Smith in there and, as I said before, fellas, the big game players and the number one players, what do they do? They put their hand up. And he, he's voluntarily throwing his hand in the ring to, to open the batting for Australia in test cricket. Like, it's, as I said, it's not a bad problem to have, but there's your option. Or you can say, no, Smithy, we're happy with where you are. We're going to take a genuine, a genuine opener in, and that's going to be so-and-so and so-and-so. I'm not too sure. I'd love to be a selector at some stage to have this problem, but, um, and, you know, they could, you know, they could throw someone completely, completely different in there that we, that we have no idea about. A, a youngster that's doing well or someone that's doing well um, in shield cricket. So they've got a bit of time now until the next test where they can really, um, you know, cement someone's spot and really just think about it. There's no rush. There's no rush to to get everyone's position in. They, they've got the rest of the team ready. They've just got to find this one batting spot. Yeah, and you're right, Doug. It's a nice test series to come in against the West Indies. Uh, two tests uh, to come in. But I want to get on to the Big Bash. You've, you're calling the Thunder and the Scorchers tonight. I want to ask you the question, who do you see as the benchmark in the Big Bash currently? We saw the Heat win again last night. Is it as simple as that, or are you still liking one of the other sides? No, mate, oh, Take away the, you know, take, let's take away the scorches at the moment. Um, you'd have to think at the moment, you know, they've been a little bit up and down at the moment, but you'd have to say the Sixers and the Heat. Um, the way the Sixers played the other night at the MCG, they just they just tore away, and then you kind of see how they played a cough start of the game before. So they're a little bit after and master at the moment, but their best is obviously good enough to win the comp. And then you go to the Brisbane Heat, um, the way that the way they're playing with such freedom. And such, I wouldn't say carefree, but they're just enjoying each other's company. I think they've been missing that for a few years, and it's actually good for them and good for the game that they're doing that. So I reckon those two, I reckon those two are the benchmark. Um, 
But let's 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 think on the outside. I reckon the two sleeping giants, if they get going, could be the Stars and the Hurricanes. Yeah, I agree. The power, the firepower for both the Stars and the Hurricanes is unreal on their day. But you mentioned the heat and getting it right. Their their bowling attack, does that all of a sudden look like maybe the best bowling attack in the Big Bash? I mean, there's a few good ones going around, but Xavier Barla is now the leading wicket taker in wicket taker in the comp. Michael Nisa, we know how good he is, and Spencer Johnson's having another sensational tournament. Oh, absolutely, and that, that and yeah, absolutely. You can definitely say that they've got they've got two or three blokes that can bowl one forty five plus, which is phenomenal. You've got a wonderful looking man in Spencer Johnson with a great flock and a beautiful man um, <laughs> who's just coming out and playing and bowling as fast as he can and really enjoying it. And that's that's what you want to see. And then you've got someone like Michael Nessa, who's just, you know, he hasn't probably bowled that much at the death at the moment. And once again, that's a good thing to have. Um, so I think, yeah, they're, they're up there with one of the best bowling tacks in the comp. I haven't seen Spencer Johnson bowl, though, so that 150-plus that you bowled to Session Tendulkar, Doug, that hasn't happened quite yet. Not yet, not yet. But he'll um, <laughs> he'll get there, mate. He's very, yeah, the best thing about him, he's got time on his side. Very young. He's still got a lot to learn, which is a scary thing. But um, there's a couple of guys around like that at the moment. You know, so you've got Morris at the Scorchers. He's in the same boat. So um, they've got a lot to learn. They're, they're, they're something to watch. Doug, appreciate your time. Uh, I know you're going to be on air on the, the SEN network from just over an hour from now with uh, the Thunder taking on the Scorchers. Hopefully the rain stays away and we get some good cricket. Yep, thanks, Good night, thanks,